1: Hello, friends. Welcome to Unsiloed, the show that busts the echo chambers. If you dig hearing opposing perspectives about big issues from a point of mutual respect, if you like debate but love light, not heat, welcome home. Jesus, another day and another moral panic and outrage about TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Just start just starting. <laughs> it happens at about every eight hours. Right, right, right. So we've talked about this platform before and we've talked about social platforms, but I think there's a particularly interesting moment that we're living through right now with TikTok that maybe is part of a broader question, but we wanted to tackle this as our subject for the show this week. And I guess driven by a couple of things. Number one is that the general manager of TikTok North America, Vanessa Pappas, who you've met before? Mm-hmm. I don't think I've met. I, I maybe been on some emails with her at some point. Yeah, but, it was a
2: little while ago. But yeah,
1: it was a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was in front of the Senate, uh, part of ongoing sort of testimony with respect to the security concerns that the U.S. government has about the TikTok platform. And you know, some say that she acquitted herself well. Other people say she got hammered, smoked, depending on what you're reading. Got Which, owned. Got owned. <laughs> destroyed on the, on the libs. Destroyed. Well, why do you assume she's a lib? She's a neutral the technology executive, no, come No, I'm just simply saying come that's, on.
2: that's like a statement that I hear all the time about people
1: saying, oh, we own the libs. The liberal tears." That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Love so that. part of it was that. But the other part of it, which is even more recent, is the fact that there is right now supposedly imminent decision to be made on a negotiation that's happening between the White House and uh, TikTok and a, on some level their parent company, ByteDance, out of China. And there is a variety of different stories that are that are tackling this. And I want to get into the actual issues that are at play here. But just to give folks a little bit of a summary of where things are, both sides are still wrangling over a potential agreement. And you've got the Justice Department on behalf of the White House leading the negotiation with TikTok, specifically its number two official, a woman named Lisa Monaco. And the Justice Department has concerns that the terms are not tough enough on China. Mm -hmm. Additionally, there are specific deal terms that are being proposed should this deal go through. Recall, Jesus, that the Trump administration initially did some steps, right?
2: Not just the administration. Trump specifically was the one that called it out. He was very adamant uh, to ban actually TikTok. He tried, I
1: think. Correct. Yeah, he did try. And there was some interestingly in this deal that's being negotiated now, there's a lot of elements from. Some of those Trump proposals that are, you know, I guess um, making it into this uh, negotiation, at least in its draft mode. But anyway, just to give you a sense of the deal terms, Jesus. So first, TikTok would have to store its American data solely on servers in the U.S. Right now, it actually owns its own servers and it runs them in Singapore and Virginia. So the change would be that it would be able to it would run them only in the U.S. So no more Singapore. And number two is Oracle. Oracle would be the servers that those things are running on, not ByteDance or Mm -hmm. TikTok servers. Additional to that, Oracle would be in charge of monitoring TikTok's algorithms that, of course, determine the content that the app recommends. And there would be a task force, essentially, that TikTok would organize, create, it's called a security oversight board that doesn't report Jesus to TikTok or to ByteDance but reports directly to the US government. So those are the three terms that are being negotiated. And depending on the story you read, they're either super close or they're miles, million miles away, but there's at, at least me, a negotiation. Give me that. Being talked I hadn't about. heard of that last one. Give me that third one again. TikTok would reportedly be forced. Mm-hmm. To run d- data servers only in the U.S., we talked about that. Those servers would be Oracle servers. They would submit to an algorithm audit by Oracle, yeah. and they would be ha- they would have to create a security oversight board that would report directly to the U.S. government. Mm. Those are the terms at least as stipulated in the most recent press breaking news today. That's a uh, very very interesting. What is your first reaction to that? I mean, it kind of gets into the heart of some of the the, the big issues, right? Which um, I think are at play, and I see three. Okay, so, uh, well, let me answer your question. What do I think about those terms? Mm -hmm. Um, The idea that they would need to store American data on American servers, I think, reasonable given some of the concerns that exist. The fact that they wouldn't be their servers, okay, maybe just in the— the the circumstances that are at play here is that this company is owned by a Chinese player, whereas our companies, even though they're active in China— are still at least have the right. presumption of American ownership, right? So I still think that one's like, okay, It's it seems unique, right? The fact that Oracle would monitor the algorithms, again, it's like how bad do you want the market and how serious are the potential security concerns? I, I mean, I don't know. It doesn't feel unreasonable to me yet. And then the idea of having this board mm-hmm. set up that would report directly to the U.S. government I mean, I kind of see a little bit of shades of what these Senate hearings look like, where a lot of people don't know what the hell they're doing. And then you have people who do and they talk to each other and nothing happens. So that one probably would be maybe the the, the most uh, the one I have the most questions about. What about you?
2: I think what all of those don't say is is actually forcing China to have to sell, like basically forcing ByteDance to have to sell the company.
1: Which is what the Trump proposal was. Which is, yeah. And that's kind of the heart of the whole thing. Like, these You don't, if you don't feel, agree with that? Of what? Selling the company. You oh, think having to sell the same. I don't know,
2: reform? man. I, I really struggle with it because it feels a little bit like we are not picking on ByteDance, but I think ByteDance has been wiping the floor of every single platform out there. And yeah. By a lot. A lot. Um and so I I see all these different movements. I'm not saying they're not they don't have real they're not real reasons behind this, but the whole espionage thing, I'm a little bit maybe a little bit more skeptical of it than maybe other people are. Um, because some of the things that you just talked about, even the security o- oversight, like why is not that same security oversight also have it on Facebook? Facebook sold user data. Like they got caught, say like they, they got caught actually selling user data, right? The, to the, to the, 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 the one firm. An, The Cambridge Analytica Cambridge scandal. Scandal. Like, they, So they, so there's a lot of theories of what, oh, what not, not back i them, sorry, what TikTok is doing, may or may not do, what influence the Chinese government may or may not have, but if we want to go off of facts, who actually has used the data of their users illegally in no a matter that they didn't think that the users definitely didn't think it were being used? Facebook is that. So why are we doing this for Facebook? Mm. Again, can, because if, if only, can, only
1: on the basis of the presumption that they're owned, that they're based or owned by the public in the United States. That's the only that's the only difference. But uh,
2: yeah, I guess my point that I'm that I'm arguing there, and I'll start arguing with myself really quickly. So just just give it two minutes, and I'll change my perspective which is the we're acting like if US players are so above the fray when it comes to uh when it comes to actual uh data and social platforms social content
1: but but how much of this though is wrapped up in the fact that if a company is owned by the Chinese government or or is influenced by the Chinese government because they are a Chinese entity, and we know this not because we live in China, but because there's plenty of stories to read out that if you are a Chinese company, at any moment, the government can request that you hand over things, that you do different things, mm-hmm. and you have to comply. That's like part of your citizenship in China. That's part of running a business in China. Sure. So. That presumption, at least, doesn't exist in the case of Facebook. The so, like, Chinese so, government isn't going to ask them and right, Facebook so then go, is the sure. qu-
2: So is the question really about TikTok? Is the question of just doing any business with China and just cutting it off? Like, if that's a concern, then why are we outsourcing most of our technology to China? Mm-hmm. Why By are the, we doing all, the, all this other work out there already? Like, cut it off. If that really is the, the issue, you feel like this government is, is doing things that can impact our ability to govern ourselves, et cetera, then
1: cut it off. And there have been proposals like that in the Senate very recently. In fact, there was a number of of Republican senators that signed on to a bill sponsored by, I believe it was Senator uh, Josh Hawley from Missouri. And it didn't relate exactly to this, but it was Mm -hmm. similar in the sense that it said that there are scores of American companies that sell services, in particular, they they keyed on consulting companies, McKinsey, Accenture, et cetera, that sell those consulting services to the Chinese government and are at the same time, getting contracts with the US sure. government. And they're like, if you take that, you can take it, but if you take it, that means you can't have the US contract, yeah. right? So it's like shades of the same kind of question, which is yeah. like, maybe that's the, the trade-off. It's like, you can operate here, but if you operate here, then you can't monetize here or right. some other kind of, you know, creative work. Um,
2: yeah, workaround. I just, it, it, the, I struggle with this question because it's such a, all these conversations are so not free market ideas, mm-hmm. anti-free market ideas this is like a perfect example definition of trying to control the market, right? You have a company that's extremely successful. They are they are growing at a faster rate than, and monetized at a faster rate than Facebook ever did or Google ever did during like for how long they've been around. And yes, there's definitely some real concerns. I'm not actually minimizing the concerns. I just, when I, when I look at the equation and especially some of the things they're trying to do to solve for it, it's like you're solving for different things. You're solving for how good the platform is. You're trying to. Yeah addictive it is how the how the algorithm actually works and then you're trying to put holes or patches on security concerns that you have without actually forcing this company to actually sell i think if it was the other way around and we're operating in china my guess the chinese government would be like you can't be here You just can't be here yeah good luck so to some extent like if we're going to play in that game that's how, that's how we want to operate i'm not saying it's a good or
1: bad thing like do we really want to be like well, that at least it's clear cut it's, it's more clear cut than what we're doing now. I think it's an interesting too what you mentioned earlier because there's a variety of different motivations, right? There's a lot of people that you have to ask yourself, like, are you this energized if it wasn't trouncing you in every other respect? Like, would you be, would you care this much about it right. if it wasn't such a phenomenon of usage and engagement and time spent? Right. There's that. And then there's like people who are legitimately curious or concerned about the security implications. And then there's like other vantage points. I've kind of broken it down. Here's how I see it. Okay. You tell me Mm -hmm. poke holes all day long in this. Okay. Number one, I see at least three discrete issues. Okay. For the issue of TikTok and why people are so exercised about this. Number one is the security concerns around the outright access to data and personally identifiable information on Americans. That's like one thing. Call that security, privacy, whatever. The second one is the kind of espionage thing that you talked about, which is the opportunity that Byte Dance through TikTok as an actor has in spreading propaganda or other, you know, using it for espionage or things that undermine the U.S. because the U.S. is a key competitor. And then the third one that I don't hear very many people talking about, but I think is the most interesting and the most Machiavellian, right? If we're going to like go Mm -hmm. really bananas on this theory, is the fact that the app itself because of its algorithm its ux etc itself could be considered a, a a weakener or weakening of the country because it's driving further this depersonalization the silos that divide our country anxiety and depression all this other crazy stuff like that's a third concern doesn't have to like i fall into that category just to give you a sense i first of all i've never really understood the whole idea of like privacy around like addresses. I mean, I understand it on some level, but it doesn't bother me if somebody knows like my address and well, how my about, name. Give it to me this
2: things. way. If you were to say one to 10 on those three items, yeah. 10 being the highest concern and one being no concern,
1: how would you rank the three I topics that
2: you just, you just mentioned?
1: For myself personally or for what I think their value is because they're different, right? So for yourself. I, for myself personally, number three, the fact that I think that the app in its current incarnation, because it is a dopamine machine, is what it is. Um, and given all the data coming out about how this stuff is really, you know, is is destructive in a lot of senses, that one for me is really the the highest one. Second to that is probably the privacy issue, number one. And third is them using it to kind of spread propaganda or what you said, right, which is uh, like espionage or use for what I mean, it's like they can you know I, that one's the least you know important to me now if i were to rank them from a national security standpoint
3: mm-hmm.
1: it would change the order i would probably say that from a national security standpoint the the first the first one would still would still be for me the fact that it's it contributes corrosively to the culture mm-hmm. the second one would be the 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 pii the access to actual data that right. they could use and the third would be uh, propaganda or whatever it is spreading of propaganda
2: but but I guess to that point, once again, not to pick on, but yeah, sure. Now let's pick on Meta here. We love Meta. Uh, is that using the platform to spread propaganda is something that Meta has been like has been proven that that was actually done during the presidential election. Sure, you know you had um, Russian farms and other places, other players that basically were using um, advertising and content to be able to get. Basically, groups foul, riled up fighting, fighting with each, each other. Fighting with each other on both sides. So you have that already. Yeah. Foreign government using social platforms to be able to try to influence influence the public opinion. Mm-hmm. You have the data issue already, right? Or actually, uh, unlawful use and bad use of data mm-hmm. by by the platform. Mm-hmm. I guess he, the espionage thing. Maybe not that one. That would be maybe the 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 one that you could argue that hasn't really taken place, at least that we know of. But two out of three, you know, meta hits both those categories.
1: Pretty hard. Yeah, it does. But again, you know, meta is not owned or influenced as readily by the Chinese government, which is a key competitor. That's the issue. That's, that's the so, big issue. In your
2: mind, if that then goes away, then if everything else that TikTok is doing, if they actually triple engagement and time spent on app, mm-hmm. like that's okay? You're cool with that? As long as the Chinese government is not, is not involved no, in it?
1: No, I, like I said, my number one reason is what I think the, the, the app is a dopamine machine. Mm-hmm. And I think that whether or not it's owned in Wisconsin or Beijing, right. that's the big issue. Now, I don't know to what degree that is part, if there is this sort of Machiavellian scheme, mm-hmm. how important that part is. Like, if you assume the worst of the people behind this, is their number one thing that they would want is our address and phone number, and are right, right, you right. Know, height yeah, and weight? Yeah, yeah. Is that yeah. their number one thing? Is the number one thing the fact that they could use the platform to find out and plant things that would serve their cause? Or is the number one thing to include something that has everybody just looking at their phones 24-7, right. distracted and disassociated? Well, even, like, even,
2: the, even the last point, Let's. <laughs> I'm going to rant about meta today. The billions of dollars that they're, that they're spending on building out the metaverse. I mean, you could argue that it's to help people connect better, but really, is it really is it to help you connect better? Right? Well, you're behind the goggles at home. You don't need to go outside. You don't need to interact with people in real, in real, in real part, in real life. Yeah, no. It's just hard to make that argument in my mind that it actually helps you better connect with other people. Right. So, I kind of go back to the the whole kind of dynamic that that we have here is that that's I think the issue that we have with with TikTok. I think it's one of those situations where politically is one that is an easy one to pick on because of the Chinese government involvement. And obviously they do enough for themselves to make it. I'm not not calling them victims by any way whatsoever. But I do think it puts TikTok in this really interesting situation where they're having to defend themselves in a way that in my mind feels a little bit unfair compared to other players who have actually been proven to do worse things. And it's all of the theoretical, you know, it, really it could is. do this. It, it could, could be this. That. It could be that. I mean, the one that isn't theoretical to your point is just the level of engagement that it that it has. You know, time spent on the app, how much people are being, get sucked into the wormhole when they're when they're consuming the content. But even for a long time, if you recall, TikTok was always presented as like the happy social platform. Yeah, cotton candy, right? The cotton candy. Sorry, you remember you would say that. And while it's not necessarily that as much anymore, it still is. I think more positive than Twitter. You want to you talk about like going down the rabbit hole of for trolling? Sure. Twitter is definitely Twitter that. Twitter is
1: Reddit. Anger machine.
2: Yeah, another one. It is. Yeah, you want to go like platforms that I just upset all the time? Just nasty, angry. Right? So so even from that perspective, it's, it just to me is super interesting. Yeah. When I think of all, all those dynamics. Um, like, it, And I think also for anyone that is in this space, including us, how much time do we spend daily talking about TikTok, not as a threat, but as something that we need to lean harder into? Into. Right across and frankly, all sectors, by the way, across every single sector. That's, I mean, I was just talking the, about
1: this in my parish council meeting last night
2: for sure. So it's like we're, I feel like we're kind of talking to both sides of our mouths a little bit here. Like, oh, they may be the, you know, the the biggest threat
1: at the same time. You got to lean in harder until, right. the, until someone proves otherwise, you know. It's and a, that's it, the thing that is really interesting. It does present a crazy conundrum, but um, I think that, you know. On some level, it kind of rehashes conversations or thoughts that I've had before. Because this idea of it's what you said earlier, it's kind of unfair. It is. It is kind of anti-market. It's kind of, for it's sure. kind of um, what do they call those? Um, what are the laws called? Antitrust. It's like an antitrust thing where it feels like you've got um, an unfair disadvantage being placed on one company that doesn't exist for others, and you should apply it uniformly and all this other stuff. But, you know, the thing of it is, is that, again, I think the reason we wrestle with these companies, especially TikTok, is because they're not like other companies. They're just, they're they're not. The the level of influence that they have and their ability to do things, is just a different animal. And I, don't you think that's I think we f- have to come up with a different rule
2: set for these animals. That's the same argument you've made about every other social media company, Charlie. I know, that's what I'm saying. These platforms, all of them. Yeah, like Facebook is that, Google is that. And I agree we should do that every, for Facebook. Every single one of them that has been new and bigger and different is that. At one point, radio was that. At one point, TV no, was that. No,
1: no, 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 Why radio? not? Because they're one way. What do you mean, why not? One because
2: way. When you look at, when the whole, well, let's 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 explore it a little bit. When the whole political um, and actually like view that a country could have was very much swayed by what a primetime anchor would say or wouldn't say, I think that's a pretty, like, that dictates the course of, of, of what happened. People think about things, right? I'm not when that you think about the power that television had for a very long time, People would sure. tune in, watch of certain course. things. Like, it had a lot of influence. It did, and there was very few and of them. And as a matter of fact, I would say, in some ways, you could say maybe a little bit worse because it was so concentrated. In just a few now, people. In just a few people. Now it's very fragmented, right? You can say it's a bunch of these different pockets I and mean, maybe that's part of the problem and all that, but the power that reporters had, that certain stations had, I mean, the we can see how the political discourse has gone so much worse with the rise of cable network. Right. And cable news, right? Like, that's not necessarily a social element. Yeah, it's gone... It gets a little bit more like, but they all have, like, they were all kind of that. And I, I get that there's different because these are, are a massive different scale than what it was before. Yeah. I, I get that. I'm simply saying, all relative to the thing that was there before had a pretty like step change impact that that,
1: that wasn't there at least, but you know, before they, they came to being. I think you make a really interesting point because what I would argue is that that same level of concentration still exists. It's just rather than anchors, it's with individual companies right because it's still three or four companies or people or the heads of those companies that can be even if they're not but they can be as influential as Walter Cronkite or Peter Jennings or whoever these people were that were on TV when there was three channels right mm. but their but their reach and scale is significantly different yeah yeah, yeah. No, different. I, I agree with that i mean look from my
2: perspective what i would probably love to see a little bit more <laughs> is is to see more definitive action against both of these things. There's two big buckets that we're talking about. One is the issue around these really big platforms and the influence that they have in society and in, especially in younger generations, right? Mm-hmm. But that cuts across, in my mind, because all of them. You know, TikTok just have to be better at it, but it cuts across all of them, right? So if we are going to look at, explore regulation, which there's been a lot about that, right, in terms of what impact it actually is having on people. There was a report that came out, once again on Meta, on that impact that it was having on our mental health, and that they knew about it. And they knew about it. Like, that's the thing that's crazy. Of course they know about it. I so mean, but it's, like it's, in it's one the, of the
1: pieces I read, there the TikTok was called a dopamine dealer.
2: No, that one was specifically on, I think it was on Instagram or on Facebook overall. Well, but on the, some level, they, they are. But they are, well, some, that's my point. Yeah. So if that's part of the, the what I'm saying, okay, as it relates to social media platforms, we're not going to operate as a country in a mostly free market kind of model. We're not. We're going to be much harder about regulation around the company and try to dictate, and the government is going to get involved directly in making those decisions. That's a good
1: and a bad thing. Why couldn't we treat this like we treat the tobacco industry, out of it as an example? That's a free market business. You know, Jr. Reynolds is a public or whatever it's called. RJ Reynolds is a Philip Morris. You know, privately, mm. cr- uh, it's a public company. It's traded. It's owned by the public. But there's a thousand kind of governmental. Disclaimers, restrictions, warning right, signs. Right, right, right. This product is addictive. You know, so it's right here, literally on this can. Yeah, yeah, yeah not hearing that. So the, that's
2: kind of my point. Is like you could do that, and I think if you are going to do that, then let's look at what that is across the board of all of them, right? And think about regulation that would make sense, right? Mm-hmm. Now, the, the the question in my mind that starts to come like that used to be more like in a very much an exception, right? The tobacco industry is an exception, right? Because they're more they're more in that kind of category of regulated substances, right? Uh, obviously, medicine and and drugs are guns. Uh, yeah, guns. Are, they're all in that kind of category. The more you start going from the really obvious one, which are those, to more like, oh, you're a social media platform. You're a platform, any other kind of, pl- you're a communication platform. Oh, now we're going to regulate you as well. I just think you get into this really tricky place that I don't know if everyone loves it. And all these people that are sitting here rah-rahing, like Marco Rubio talking about, like, if you don't sell entirely, then this is a terrible thing. You really want that? Okay. Just remember that. Remember that thought when we start. When we start talking about relation to other things that you actually are for, right? So that's one. I think the other one in my mind is like have an honest conversation about China. Like if you really feel is that big of a threat, and I honestly don't know enough of it to say, but it. I mean, I mean it's it's never been a friendly thing. The reality of China is it's a massive superpower, and they're a lot more disciplined about about cutting things off, you know, by, <laughs> from the knees whenever they feel any kind of threat, right? Right. If that's the approach you want to have. Okay, but then didn't do that. I mean, the the whole thing with TikTok to me is a little bit. I find it odd only because it feels like a double whammy against the same company. But that if they were a crappy fifth, sixth, yeah. seventh social media
1: platform, like we wouldn't even have this conversation. It's like a it's like a shuttlecock in badminton getting flipped around, but like you're missing the whole game. The whole right. game is not about TikTok. It's about our position on China. Or these other issues that you right. that you just brought up. I have a uh-huh. bold, radical recommendation. Ooh, I use. like that. What about if we let the ATF regulate social platforms? Okay, tell the me. Bureau where... of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. They're involved. <laughs> they're involved in the private marketplace because uh-huh. they regulate organ co- companies that are private and public. Uh huh have to be, have some, they have regulatory authority over them. So it's not like they only deal with public companies. They deal with private and, you know, entities or consumer facing entities, right? Gun manufacturers, alcohol manufacturers, Philip Morris, RJ Reynolds, people like that. They're focused on, I don't know what they would classify them or call them, but Mm -hmm. things that require additional regulation or controls, They're still free, they're still available to everybody, but at a certain age, with certain disclaimers, with certain requirements being filled, right? Why couldn't an approach like that, because you'd have to basically have a position that says, I don't believe that these platforms have any potential negative downside to the public at large. Mm. In other words, the reason we regulate alcohol, tobacco, and firearms is because we think that there is a negative potential that exists right. for the commonwealth at large. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, you could make a case that these companies fall into that. I, I'm only arguing, forget the privacy thing in the propaganda for a second. I'm just arguing what everybody seems to agree on, right? Dopamine factories and addictive tendencies and all these different things. We're like, okay, we still let people drink booze and smoke right. cigarettes and oh. do all this other stuff, but it comes with some public, um, disclaimer as a way to regulate its negative impact on society why couldn't we take a similar approach with these like we do with the atf yeah i mean i think the your argument is maybe less that the atf specifically be the,
2: the one agency that handles I'd it but more like <laughs> sure uh but more like the approach right like it, i think it's more the designation as to why this should fall in that category which is being a product or service where there is a clear and measurable and probable damage that may happen to consumers if it's overused or abused or abused, right? Uh, yeah, well, I'm kind of thinking mm-hmm. put it in this kind of similar kind of category. That's interesting. I think that's super interesting. I think that maybe maybe that starts to dictate now. The, the if I'm a social media company, obviously, you know, I don't. I hate that. I hate ha- having that. I think if you are in the tech sector in general. Uh, here in the U.S., you probably hate that altogether because most players are in the game of trying to get people to consume their product and engagement, right? And then now you have this looming kind of approach. The second you get kind of good at it, then now you get regulated. Uh, it
1: creates, I mean, that's what it is though, but right? You don't think it Phil creates, Morris would say the same thing? It's like, once we got these people hooked on cigarettes, now they want to regulate us. Yeah, We're just trying to sell a smooth, relaxing time. For sure, for
2: sure, yeah. (laughs) I'll go on a side story in a second about that one. But but yeah, I mean, I'm sure they would, would, but they've lost that argument a long time ago, right? So it's like people just operate as like that is what it is. But it also probably, yeah, so I think that's the thing that will be really interesting. But then you got to look at what other categories fall into into that, Mm -hmm. right? Like gaming, for sure. You got to put it in there, right? All kinds of uh, sports betting, gaming, like video games I'm talking about,
1: right? And there are uh, there are a lot of regulations into? on sports betting now. On sports yeah, sports it's even illegal sure in certain states still. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That one is already or there. Wait, maybe uh, if federally it's now allowed, right? I think No, not yet. no,
2: at no, Okay. state level, yeah. yeah. And then you have video games and there are some rate like limited regulation, especially on like what age designation a game actually has, but how much they can play it for, how much like literally saying to the to the platforms, if you are On Nintendo, if you're any of these of these platforms, you can only serve up x number of hours. X number hours, and it gets cut off. You can't use it. Like the device, the console gets shut off. Right? That's interesting. Okay, now we're in that game. Now let's talk about television. Well, why couldn't the OTT platforms also have that same kind of thing? If I'm sitting there binge watching six hours worth of Netflix shows, that's not good for you. Like there is no scenario that's good. Now they have a little bit prompt. Hey, are you still awake? Are you still watching this? And that's like their way to say like, hey, well, that's their way to drive more engagement. That's we're, all we're, that do, is. We're doing that
1: for ourselves. It's right? like, get out of the bathroom, stop making your sandwich. Are you still watching exactly, this thing? but okay. Come now, pay attention. Now you add that, that to the category But as do you well. think there's the same amount of data for Netflix or Hulu being having deleterious effects than you have for some of these platforms now?
2: Uh, same, I think being uh, sedentary. And consuming anything for long periods of time is just is really bad for you. It's bad for you. It's really bad for it's you. Bad for you. Really bad for you. Now, to the degree to your saying, which is now you have to add in an algorithm and what messaging is not just about time, but like what content you're getting and how that may make you feel, react, I think it's even worse. But I can make an easy argument, I think. I think once you start going down that kind of route, it's an easy argument to make, like, well, but if you are sitting there watching TV for six hours,
1: that's terrible for you. You know, we came up at a time. I'm older than you, but I still remember as a kid there was a moment on TV where, like, it just stopped. Like they did the Star Spangled Banner, and that was it. Yeah, then it, it went was to like, like the... it went to like a little rain, like shh. What, wasn't it know? for a long time? I remember as a
2: little kid thinking that I'm like, what happened? Like, like what happened for that? Like, <laughs> I was like, you wanted to kind of stay up and kind of try to turn it's the like, TV to see yeah. what, what was going to happen. It's you like know, the
1: next show. Yeah, yeah. Like
2: something that some something really cool that you never knew existed. Like we had that. I mean that's that's funny, but I think you got to think about all the different things now do we all right let's go, let's go back to the free market you know personal choice uh kind of person like are you okay with that?
1: How much do you want the government regulating what you can or can't do even if it's good for you? I'm sure that there are some libertarians who are upset about the you know nicotine is addictive on cigarettes, sure I'm sure that there are some who are like, I want to buy my guns and you have nothing to do with it right, and I want to buy my booze, and it shouldn't be twenty one and over like I'm sure there are but you know, like tough. I don't know. I mean, there's always going to be people at the fringes. Yeah, I am asking more how you feel about it. How I feel about uh, about yeah, like that much,
2: regulation. Yeah, how much? How much? Do you, I think do you, you, are are you do you want? I think the, the government data, dictating your personal behavior. That's where we're getting well, at, right?
1: I'm, I think the government has a responsibility to its population to keep it safe. That's one of its only, frankly, it's one of its few, right. like you know, responsibilities. Mm-hmm. So I'm not as libertarian, maybe as you, on on these issues of like, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, government regulation of certain things. I don't have a problem with a 21 plus, frankly, in California, 21 plus is for for, uh, nicotine. In other states, it's 18.
2: Mm. Uh, In
1: fact, it was here. It was here. I mean, even when it comes
2: to alcohol, we're 21 here in the US, but you go to other countries. Mm -hmm. First of all, the fact that... It's like what the
1: official and then the, what's the unofficial number? Right, right. But even
2: the official one, it it not be 18 or maybe-
1: a You have to be 25 that. to rent a car. Right, right, right. 25 to rent a car. I don't see people like lining up revolting. I mean, look, I think that in general, do I like the government being uh, adding more restrictions or less? I mean, probably less, but, there, but it's in a very deaverage way. I think in certain places, they should pay more attention. And I think that the evidence is quickly becoming like undeniable- of some of the effects that this have. Particularly if you have kids, look, like your daughter's still you know, too young for maybe you to n- like really see this, but like, no, 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 I get it. And it's, it's coming at gets, super it's, fast It's coming at light speed, right? Where it's like, you're going to go and like, I can't have a converse. You're having conversations with people over text. It used to be phone calls and you're just glued to these things. And it's not just being glued. Like you're not spending enough time with me. It's at the same time, all these other rising metrics, but,
2: but doesn't this also just put you squarely against the idea of, of freedom of speech. And Having less regulation around what, especially
1: from the platforms, what content can or cannot be served. No, because for me, I think it's easy to do site wide or platform wide uh, things as a, without having to focus on individual players within those platforms. I think you can, you know, I think you can say to the cigarette industry, you have to have a one of these four signs on your packages. I'm not saying smoke Marlboro and don't smoke Salem. I'm saying like just all of them but, have but it.
2: The, but the right, but part of the doing the best thing for your. For audiences, for consumers, for your constituents is also thinking about not just because remember, we're talking about two different things, not just the time that you're spending this, but the what you're actually seeing. One of the most harmful things is, yeah, when you sit there and you you lose two hours on TikTok, the concern that I have would have or that I will have more when my daughter inevitably is is a big TikTok user, if things continue the way they are, is not just the two hours of spending, but the what she's actually watching. Sure. And the ability for any content to be served to her during those those during that time, which begs the question, well, do we then want the government to be more aggressive of also dictating what content is considered harmful or not, even if someone may not agree with that?
1: Yeah. I think that's where my um kind of spidey senses would start to get raised. I think if it's not a uniform site-wide, platform-wide kind of thing and it's more like looking at the type of content experiences, it's a bigger challenge. There's just a price of admission to live in a free culture. And that part of that is being exposed to ideas that are sometimes ugly, sometimes you don't agree with. And it's, to, to my mind, more the parent's responsibility to help mitigate some of that. So I would have more of a problem with that. I would have less of a problem with somebody signing up onto TikTok and saying, having a little timer. Okay, your but, session but, but session your, lengths are capped at, at 30 minutes to your or 45 point, minutes
2: for everybody. W- what parents can mitigate is much easier for parents to mitigate how much time a kid is spending on on their device oh, and I what content they're actually spending on that, watching on that device. Uh, when, it, yes, when you have things e- that are algorithm-fed to you, it's it's easier to, it's, it's easier to control time.
1: It's easier to control time. I'm not
2: saying it's easy. I'm just saying, I'm just yeah, saying yeah. between those two no, options- That's fair. It's, it's easier to control time, harder. which is
1: why the parents could use, well- So using your own
2: argument, why wouldn't then just say, why are we asking the government to step in and start putting restrictions, on how much time people can spend or what age they have when they get it? I mean, frankly, right now, half of my daughter's class already has phones. Now, they can say the government should dictate what platforms age restrictions should have on, on using different platforms. The other crazy idea is how about don't get your kid a phone? How about that? How I'm about waiting when they're too. not ten years
1: old to give a
2: phone and then letting them download Snapchat and TikTok and, and then be upset mind. that the government is not doing something about stopping their ten-year-old kids from getting from not on that, that app, where you can control whether or not they actually have the phone to begin with.
1: Mm-hmm. And bear in, let's bear in mind also. See what that, I'm like, yeah, but let's bear in mind also that um, under current laws, federal mm-hmm. laws, it's actually not lawful for kids under 13 to even be on TikTok, right? Or at least that you can't message to them explicitly. Right. Right? So it's not it all there's already things that exist not being enforced, right? Which is why yeah, I always you're talking
2: about the online child protection act. Yeah, the, well, co, the
1: yeah, child online protection child privacy of, COPA, act, COPPA. Right? Yeah, COPA, yeah. Right. Which Uh is why I always laugh when these like heads of these companies get on, they're like, no, on YouTube kids, everything's great. And none of the senators go, yeah, but what percentage of kids use YouTube kids versus just YouTube or Facebook kids or whatever, right? Because that's not really the issue. The issue is not that they can create a product that complies with COPA restrictions. The issue is where is the usage actually happening? And it's happening broadly across these platforms. Look, I think that why do we have to, just like your thing with guns, okay? Mm -hmm. It's like, Fine. We're not, let's deal with just, can we just do some of the little stuff that we can kind of agree on rather than trying to boil the ocean? Mm -hmm. Can we have background checks? Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's start with that. Okay. The equivalent of that here would be a pop-up that says, as you launch every app, okay, this product is addictive. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, studies have shown, blah, 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 blah. Just start with that. You know, I think think it has no impact whatsoever. Okay.
2: And I would say the same thing. You know why? Because- um I just heard I just heard the news very recently that they're actually thinking about changing uh the like what the calories are on pro- on product on packaging to make it have it be be printed in the in the front of it. <laughs> actually they were talking about it on Night life this weekend, right? Cuz they do
1: that in Latin America.
2: But but it's hilarious that he was like we're so like I said like we're so like lazy and fat that we literally yeah, like can't, can't, turn, even, can't, can't even turn, turn the, the, the product. Can't and then in Latin America, what they do, right? It's is not just that. They go to a whole other level, which is all, if you want to buy, for those that may not have been there or have seen this, if you want to buy cigarettes, right? Or any kind of tobacco product, they'll put pictures of like just black the lungs, horrible, like just- Busted teeth. Just horrid. I mean, the images they have on this package. Somebody with a tracheotomy tube like, and, stuck in their throat. And when I see it, I see people, eh, no problem. Yeah, yeah. Give me two. Blah, 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 grab it. Open it. Doesn't even. It doesn't even
1: register. It's like it's part of the background. That could be part of one. That could be one of several things. Yeah. By the way, I could use the exact same thing on guns. I could say, Jesus, background <laughs> checks are not going to stop Columbine. They're not going to stop Uvalde. They, they're going to stop not gonna a lot, stop... though. They're going to stop a lot." Okay, I'm going to say the same thing. Well, Having not, that not because disclaimer... the data
2: has, it doesn't show that. Because when you see it, the actual usage of tobacco products in Latin America, it's, it's crazy. Like it has not made any impact on that. Would you say it's done? It's made
1: some impact here. The what? The the, the well, they don't do that. N- yeah, they do. They not not the fi- not the pictures, but they put like oh, they they this put, yeah. this thing is, and, and you can't buy it at a certain age. Like they won't yeah, sell it. to I think the
2: buying is the big one. I think the advertising is a really big one. Where you can advertise, uh, and where you can buy a thing. I, think, I think that makes that that What about verifying
1: your age I mean, before as a kid, you can download? You, you
2: remember that as a you know as a kid? I remember going into a burger joint and then being able to buy
1: cigarettes from like a vending machine. Uh, w- uh, w- you know my, my dad used to smoke cigarettes and like you know we right. could go like, and buy them with a, a note Out a burger with a note like you know my son <laughs> is buying you know Bu- sell yeah, him the yeah, yeah, winston yeah. Full, 100s foolproof
2: uh strategy right there oh well you know well, he had a note so so therefore
1: <laughs> but maybe How awesome is that right but maybe it's a combination of things yeah, i don't maybe, know yeah i think i think some kind of disclaimer or age verification for download I mean now it's like how old are you I'm this old okay, you're in you know what I mean even g- visiting like a liquor website if you go yeah, to a car but,
2: but age verification is a tricky one right because now you really want to tw- like a 12 year old have to verify their their age on their phone in order for them to be able to then apply it to any application that they're going to that is very tricky. That's very very tricky. Well, it works for an adult potentially, but that's what I'm saying. Then you, you get into like the, the whole data disclaimer kind of kind of thing. Is like we're actually
1: moving to a world where people want to have more privacy, not not less. But right now, any any kid, your daughter's age, uh-huh. that has access to a phone can just download the app, no problem. Sure. So what about treating it more like in order to download this app, like some of the the there's some products companies even we've worked with in the past that are focused on kids education, mm-hmm. where in order for the child to download it onto their phone. Their parent has to unlock it for them via an email or some other kind of exchange. Mm-hmm. What about that as part right. of the package? Yeah. What about anything to just start <laughs> cutting away at some of this? I they're
2: gonna pick on that, but you're right. Yeah, well, what, tell me. I mean, I it, mean, like they were like, yeah, like my daughter has three emails already.
1: Yeah, so she sends it to She's herself. 10. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. And they work. They work out how to it. They all work, it. and they know. How, yeah. But does it catch anything on the margins? Does nah, it, nah, could, yeah, could it? could maybe. it catch maybe. some some maybe. of this? Because otherwise, what's the solution?
2: If, if it catches anything in the margin, that 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 kid is right, just not that yeah, smart. Has, has bigger issues. Now you sound with. now you
1: sound like Trump. It's like you know, look, these people—if they can't figure out how to get away from this, they're actually not that bright. They shouldn't be here anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? The That's whole immigration thing. Funny. We don't want those like <laughs> we don't want those really unsophisticated. Oh, uh, uh, you, uh, you terrible!
2: Terrible! Terrible!
1: So, I mean, what do we what do we do with this? I mean, if this deal this deal, I mean, do you think is going to go through? Number one, yeah, the deal? you do.
2: I do think it'll, it'll go through. I think, um, I think the Biden administration looking for another win. Mm-hmm. Um, it's another issue that no matter what that, what that deal looks like, the Republicans are going to hate it. It's going to be like, why are we letting this thing still be here? And, and, you know, why aren't we kicking out the Chinese government entirely from, the, from this platform? Once again, the thing that I find, it, I just think it's just not authentic in the well, sense that you're not pushing for that approach with everything with everything, that impacts all your different states,
1: that impacts your industries and all your individual states. Like, you're not pushing for that. Well, to the administration's credit, if we can trust uh, the news reports coming out of this, it does seem like the reason that this deal isn't happening or hasn't happened yet is because the Justice Department is actually saying that the, the deal isn't tough enough on China. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for what it's worth, it's not like they're arguing about, gee, we don't, you know, some yeah, other yeah, thing no, that would yeah, be more that's advantageous. yeah, that's
2: fair. I think they're, they're working through it. Um, yeah, once again, I think I think the Biden administration is 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 motivated to have another something else they can talk about as a win uh, before elections. So I, I think the timing is now to get this thing figured out. So I could see that happening where they get it, they get a deal done. Um, and I think for TikTok, it's a massive win if they're not forced to have to sell the company, mm. right? Uh, if, especially from Biden, because they don't want to do that. As a matter of fact, there was a piece that came out. I think a couple of weeks ago, we sent it out. I think as part of the newsletter, where we talked about the fact that was like these five or ten engineers from TikTok that had just quit, yes, from the U.S. because they were being asked to report to people in in uh, in China. So that happens. I mean, do you do you remember we were? I mean, we worked on a campaign for TikTok very early on when I was running uh, vertical networks. If I recall correctly, didn't he had to get everything approved, the person yes. that we're working with?
1: everything was they had approved. had to get every
2: single thing this approved was, out of China. This was now, not that, a that multi-million dollar deal either. And that was, yes, that was a very small marketing deal that we we're doing. And that was, I mean, that was a little while ago. So not to say that they operate the exact same way. But, they, but, had but they, was, they had 200 people working
1: in LA and they still had to get stuff approved in China though. So it was, yeah. So it
2: was very closely held then in terms of how it was operating. Apparently that's changed quite a bit. So... It's just hard to say that they're not going to be involved in some way or another. I think it's just tough. Like, I, you know, so to agree that you're going to leave that door open, you know, it's got things. I, think I like that. As you're
1: arguing for full divestiture, welcome to the party. I'm I just saying it.
2: be consistent. Yeah. And against the two issues that we're talking about, one is involvement with China in general, mm. take a stance and then follow that stance. And the second is take a more consistent position around data integrity, around protecting user you know, protecting users, especially children, with all social platforms. And once again, let's look at Meta is the worst offender so far, the one that's gotten caught more times,
0: right? Down and, down yet, for them. and
2: yet, and well, yeah, we're not talking about this this oversight, uh, you know, uh, oversight uh, committee to be focused on 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 Meta. We're talking about be
1: focused on TikTok.
2: Meta? Which once again, I, I get the point that that's the the one everyone you know isn't everyone's top of mind because the, they're the most successful.
1: Med already has Mount Olympus issues. You're going to give him another advisory council to worry about? Come on.
2: Yeah, they need a couple of them.
1: All right. So um, on the on the idea of staying consistent, I want to move to courage or cringe. Let's do it. And I've got a good one about consistency. Ready? Yes. So I'm a courage this week, Jesus. Uh Flip the script here. You, of course, are going to darken the mood with your cringe coming up. But I'm a courage on a young man named Christian Walker. Are you familiar with Christian Walker, Jesus? No. He's the son of somebody named Walker who's actually in a very prominent position right now in Georgia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah tell me. Tell about Herschel Walker's son. Herschel Walker's son, yeah, yeah, yeah. Christian Walker. Oh, who my I've boy, mentioned, Herschel Walker. Who I've mentioned before, Jesus, because this guy is, I mean, first of all, he is a uh influencer on instagram twitter, youtube, mm-hmm. et etc. He's a young you know black man, probably in his early twenties um he was mixed race you know uh, to be to be specific, mm-hmm. but he is a young super outspoken conservative mm-hmm. okay, and he's hysterical and he's constantly trolling and constantly doing different things um and I just think that he brings a real vibrancy to, 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 the, to his commentary. It's very tongue-in-cheek. This guy's sure. not a pundit. He's not like a political scholar. But it's fun. And also to see somebody to speak with such sort of authenticity about these issues, especially from you know the perspective of being a young black, black man, I think is really kind of interesting. So anyway, Christian Walker this week came out with a bombshell uh, video that I think in the context is courageous and it relates to his father, Herschel Walker, who is running for Senate against the incumbent there a guy named Raphael Warnock, who won is just two years ago, won that Senate seat, I think from a Republican, right? Didn't he win or, or, or it was some know. flip that happened, but anyway, he's been, he's, he's running for reelection. It's a very tight race, um, in Georgia. And of course, Herschel Walker has, positioned himself as a very family values-oriented conservative. He's pro-life. He's, Mm -hmm. you know, he would definitely be on the sell TikTok side of the equation in this conversation, et cetera, right? And his son, Christian, comes out with a withering video, even for years having supported his father and talked about how conservatives need to be more, especially black conservatives need to be more prominent, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He comes Mm -hmm. out with this video. I'm going to play it just so you can get a sense of what he actually said, and then we can talk a little bit about it.
3: I stayed silent as the atrocities committed against my mom were downplayed. I stayed silent when it came out that my father, Herschel Walker had all these random kids across the country, none of whom he raised. And you know, my favorite issue to talk about is father absence surprise because it affected me. That's why I talk about it all the time because it affected me. Family values people. He has four kids, four different women. Wasn't in the house raising one of them. He was out having sex with other women. Do you care about family values? I was silent lie after lie after lie. The abortion card drops yesterday. It's literally his handwriting in the car. They say they have receipts, whatever. He gets on Twitter, he lies about it. Okay, I'm done. Done. Everything has been a lie. And so for the right to say, I'm being suspicious for saying, hey, I'm, I'm done with the lies. when you all have been calling me saying, is this true about your dad? Gosh, we're not going to win Georgia, this Canada. all that's been you. You have no idea what I've been through in my life. You have no idea what me and my mom have survived. We could have ended this on day one. We haven't. I haven't told any stories. I'm just saying don't lie. Don't lie on my mom. Don't lie on me. Don't lie on the lives you've destroyed and act like you're some moral family man. Y'all should care about that. Conservatives. And then for people on the left to act as though I'm responsible for all of the things that he has done. I've talked about father I've, I've talked all these issues because they've been close to me, because they matter to me, because I went through it. That's why I've talked about it. So when you say, well, talk about your dad, but I am. I'm saying this behavior is atrocious. Don't come for me. You don't have to like my father. You don't have to like me. You don't have to I'm just saying I'm done with the lies.
1: So we'll pause it there, but you get the gist mm-hmm. of it, Jesus, right? So this is a young man who obviously had a lot of this knowledge um, and these issues that impacted him personally. But now his father, as he's running, hasn't acknowledged, according to him, some of these moral failings that he had. Um, and now they're being revealed. And he's saying, hey, this is all just BS, right? You should have come out yeah. and address this stuff.
2: I think this is all based on this this piece that came out by the Daily Beast, right? Where they reported that Herschel Walker paid for a girlfriend's abortion in 2009. Mm-hmm. I think it just came out a couple of days ago. So mm-hmm. this sounds like his his response to that. As being like a last straw kind of, uh, you know, reaction to. I, honestly, it's sad, dude. It's sad hearing that poor kid talk about this. Of course, it's super sad. Of course, like, I, my before the political view, whatever. My my head immediately goes to being a dad, and then just imagining having like, ru- like fucked it up so bad that that's the way that your kid feels about you. Mm. You know, and not having those kind of honest conversation where they at least trying to pass some, some of those things up, I think it's also what he's what he's speaking to. yeah, so I can totally see why you go, you're encouraged with it obviously because of what he's saying. It also speaks to this blinders that we've kind of put to our, like at ourselves and frankly it doesn't just happen on the right it happens on both sides, but it feels very trumpesque in terms of the the, the you know the support people would have for certain candidates. I think Herschel Walker's in that category. he's had a lot of controversy leading up to this moment but it doesn't matter. He's the Republican candidate. And the reason why it doesn't matter even more is because at this late stage of the game, they can't replace him. Mm. So he would literally have to forfeit like, the race. The race. And people are like, it doesn't matter. We need to win. So we're in that exact same point, I think, that what got someone like a Trump elected. And it's just, um, but it's. uh, I feel for their their family, man. I feel for them too.
1: And I'm encouraged specifically because this young man has the courage of his convictions to demand that same kind of consistency that he talks about all the time. And he does talk about this all the time, to demand that even when it cuts very close to home at a very important time for his father. And if this is all true, and my suspicion is that it is, then you know, he is taking a big step, but he's having integrity as he does it. So, anyway, that's why it, it, I'm it a It does courage. feel like oh, a no. pattern.
2: I mean, it's just like when you hear that, it's like it's not, it doesn't like, oh, that came out of left field, <laughs> sure, you know. And but I think that kind of speaks to also, you know, uh, anyway, there's so much there, and I can like pick on Herschel Walker, but I don't want to. It's just my reaction to this more. It's sad to me to hear that from a kid talking about his dad that way.
1: And by the way, one other just quick qualifier. It doesn't mean that people can't change their perspectives or their life and do one thing one day that they didn't do before. I mean, if you want any examples of that, just look at the person sitting in the White House, right, who was anti-gay marriage, anti-abortion, changed all of his stances. But the question is, or the issue is, you know, at least according to him, if he had come out and said, Listen, I'm reformed. I used to do this or I even did some of this stuff. Now I'm dead set against it, that at least would well, have been. Yeah, I think that's the credible. argument. That he's
2: always he comes out with a stance that he's always been opposed to abortion rights in and no exception whatsoever, and then kind of fails to remember mention this little part, this little nugget in that position.
1: Small detail. But I think it's he's, not he's just he's that, it it's, it over, it's over. also
2: I mean, obviously for, for those that are in the pro life camp, this is, the biggest one, but it's also like there's all these these accusations of how he's treated, and he talks about it in that in that video how he treated his family, his wife, his kids, and it just yeah yeah Bad anyways, stuff. Anyway, um, that dude was Christian Walker, a crazy athlete. Yeah, he was crazy athlete. I mean, oh, he went into yeah. MMA, which is actually is a great transition here. He went to MMA like after being retired in the NFL. I think he had his hat, his first MMA fight. I don't know, he was like late 40s, something like that. I mean, he was he was a lot older, and this dude was just built. Like, just, it's crazy. It's crazy. Anyways, so that was Herschel Walker. Um, my cringe of the week, speaking mm. of MMA, is, uh, so this past weekend, there was um, UFC Fight Night 211 uh, that just happened um, at the Uf- UFC Apex in Las Vegas. And it was a closed session. Uh, closed to except for for you know broadcast partners. I think I forgot who was ESPN or who was a broadcast partner. Uh, the and the Zone, reason it was probably no. And the reason why it was closed is because in attendance was Mark uh, Zuckerberg. So this became a private event for him and his friends. It's like the emperor watching the gladiators. Literally, you put his thumb out and go so, thumb down. I mean, it's there's so much of this that I don't know where to begin. It's like first of all, fire Dana White, fire your PR, PR firm. Happened? That's what you should begin. Like like. <laughs> No, because I don't know if you heard this, but Mark Zuckerberg has, is really getting into like jujitsu, into like combat training. He actually ta- he has, has it on Facebook all the time. Uh, he went on the Joe Rogan show and talked about this and they were like, it was like one of my, the, one of the weirdest, he's a, he's a, it, was, it was actually one of the weirdest Joe Rogan interviews that I've seen, that I've heard in a while in the sense that I expected Joe to like, it doesn't have to be combative because he's not a combative guy, but to like, you know, push him push him a little him. bit, a little bit. And it was like a love fest. And I don't know if it was the uh, because of he's gone so much into into MMA that that kind of speaks to his Zuckerberg? Zuckerberg. Maybe he's a closet uh, libertarian. Uh I don't know. But uh but the the I mean the fact that uh, uh Dana White allowed this, um, that's just amazing to me. Like if you talk about a guy who has been all about his fans and created a really yeah. great product and is like combative about his I'm like, gonna like, do it my like, way. like is doing it his way you know, comes off as not selling off to anyone. And, and you know, he, he I saw a recent clip of him talking about why he spoke at the Republican National Convention with President Trump asked him to. And he said the reason he did that was that when he was first trying to set up uh, the UFC and they couldn't get any access to any venues and they were having a really hard time just getting the league going uh, when they when he took it over, right? Because the UFC, as you know, kind of started way before you know, mm-hmm. he came on board. And he said one of the first guys to call him and like use my my uh my place was was uh was Trump. Say we never asked him for anything. He just like he gave him access to to his venues to be able to do it. He said like, came in and actually saw the whole fight and he saw the whole the whole event. And he kind of talks about that, look, I, I know a lot of people have a lot of feelings about him, but I can only speak to how he's done with me and being someone that i always was able to count on from day one. So he was basically telling the story that when— Trump came and asked him, like, he would love to have him speak at the Republican National Convention, and everyone warned him that he shouldn't do it. He was like, I show up for my friends. This is what I do, right? When someone has my back, I have their back, and I'll, I'll just I'll just tell the truth. I'll just tell my story of how he's been with me, right? So it's all that. I'm like, dude, even even if I, I'm not a fan of Trump, as you know, and I have, like, mixed feelings about Dana White, but I'm like, I respect that. I respect that being the approach. I was shocked to hear that this actually happened. I I, I don't know how they did this or why they would do this, but it just seems like such a bad idea. It does feel, I hadn't thought about it enough, in this perspective, but like the emperor, you know, being like, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down. Yes, but it sounds like, like that. Massive, massive cringe. And of course, since then, some of the, some of the fighters, i been all like, what is this? What the fuck is this? Like, why are we performing for this guy? Like that seems very wrong.
1: Uh, so, anyways, I'm gonna dig my, into that one because I had that's not. That's my cringe of the week. That's a good one. I had not heard about that, but it's true. I mean, uh Dana is definitely doesn't strike me as a guy who would do that because it feels a little exploitative of the fighters and definitely kind of catering to. uh Just Look
2: at that! Map. I'm showing. I'm showing you the chart. That's because like, great
1: picture it says the boss and the Zuck wow. by the UFC official account. You could put like four Mark Zuckerbergs in and Dan- in and one Dana White. Just yeah, sense exactly, all exactly. But mm. I'm
2: not too. You know, this is not even. It's not about yeah. This is you know, Mark Zucker like seems to be genuinely interested in uh, like really like embracing jujitsu. And I heard him talk about him like oh that's kind of cool. And he's getting all of his friends into it. Like that's awesome. Good for him, right? And trying to find that balance, whatever. Like yeah. I think that's that's all good. I have no issue with any of that. It's just like doing this just seems like such a bad thing.
1: It does seem like it's not good it's on like the, the most anti fan move you could do. Mm. Like events are premium. Having I mean, giving fans
2: access and to nobody can to the are our premium. Imagine said like, oh, what if Zuckerberg gets really into
1: football next week? And it also means like, hey,
2: I'm gonna just go ahead and shut down all of SoFi Stadium because I can yeah, afford it. Because they
1: can afford it, I can buy out the whole place, buy the whole place, and like, everyone's like, great with that. It doesn't look good for Dana. It it's seems potentially terrible. exploited to the fighters, and it actually is a bad look for Zuckerberg too, because all he's got is the you know peasants be gone kind of vibe right, right? Like it's clear like the arena no peasants clear the arena Enjoying my, my fight terrible. my blood sport terrible. but but i
2: kind of ex- maybe i shouldn't but i kind of expect that a little bit from zuckerberg but like dana like dude come on
1: you're from the streets man like what, were you, out. what were you thinking what were you thinking to the highest bidder well, well we'll we'll dig into that and find out uh, what's really going on that's a good one jesus thank you for bringing All it right. to the table anything else my friend No, that's it. All right. Well, listen, if you're listening to this and you like this kind of conversation about difficult issues and controversial subjects from different perspectives, always with the interest of creating light, not heat, please subscribe to the show. Share it with somebody. Share this episode with somebody who can benefit from it. And we will see you again next time on Unsiloed. Bye.